What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Ball Status. <laughs> That's right, the podcast where we talk about the business of health and the health of business. I'm Doug Miller, joined today with Patrick Meaty Dies Mave or Mr. Mays. Mr. Mays? Yeah. Meaty Mays. Meaty Mays. Meaty Mays. That's right. I did an infomercial as Billy Mays. That's where that came from, by the way. And we have the cuck, which stands for creepy Uncle Carl, all you perverts out there. Or crazy Uncle Carl. Crazy up. Oh, yeah, both. I think crazy. It was crazy first. I'm pretty sure it was creepy. Oh, was it? <laughs> it was creepy. Okay, right. <laughs> and then we tried to like pass it on like yeah. it was it was an okay name. So we are back. Um, it is what day are we putting this up? What day should we tell make them put this up? Have it up today. <laughs> <laughs> up the game a little from last time. So <clears throat> you guys always hear us talk about our core values. You're probably tired of hearing about it, but it is that important to our businesses. So if you go back to was that boss status number one episode one? We are on episode what? Aaron, come on, come on. 33. This is episode 33. All right. So episode one in this table right here, we have our 12 core value coins and we went through at a very high level, uh, kind of what the, what the 12 core values were and why they're our core values and what it actually means. So we're going to do a series of, because one hour did not do enough justice for the individual all, um, each individual one. So we're going to break this up and we're going to do a podcast on every single one of these. Now, how fast we get these out, I don't know, but we're going to start today. Today is collect the gold dust. Hmm. And I think this is a good one to start with, uh, especially after our podcast last week where we talked about how the mighty fall. Um, and, you know, in that podcast, if you listen to it, I was teasing like Patrick's got a good story, but that really wasn't a, which we never told on the podcast anyways, but it was never really a, how the mighty fall, fall pot, uh, story. It was really a collect the gold dust story. And, um, I think this is one of those that when people look at our t-shirts or our wall, they really don't know what the heck it means. And they're, and they're kind of wondering why that's, why that's there. And so uh, we're going to go through that. We're going to talk about what it actually means. We could talk about some examples in our business and why it's important to us. And so maybe if you have a business or you have your personal core values, um, maybe this would be a good one for you. Because this does, you could have your, you know, a, an organization can have core values, but you can also have your own personal core values. They can change through time as well. But, you know, I know a lot of young people struggle financially because of bad and just stupid decisions of what they do with their money. So this is a good one for everybody. This is a good one for everyone. I, sure. I think there's a lot of people out there and I think there's some, uh, some of our employees make these decisions. Uh, so it's good for them to hear it. So collect the gold dust. Um, I want to, I want to make a point here in a second, but collect the gold dust generally means if you can save a little money here and a little money here and a little money here, you basically are collecting the gold dust you can put it all together, and one day you'll have an ingot the gold worth a lot of an money. An ingot? An ingot, right? So What's an ingot? An, an ingot. A brick. A brick. A brick. Okay. Right. Stack of bricks, baby. A stack of bricks, right? So the idea is be, like, financially, um, don't just spend money to spend money. 
be financially savvy, right? Make good decisions with your money. Now, this does not mean be cheap, right? And this is, we've had to, there, I've had to make or step in sometimes when, you know, somebody really thinks they're doing the right thing, genuinely. They, they're like, oh, I'm going to collect the gold dust here. But sometimes this can bite you. I know Brian would have a good saying. He's off on vac- vacation today, but I don't know. I forget what his w- one saying is. Save something to do something. I don't know. That's so funny. We'll have to ask him next time we're on this. But the idea meaning is like you don't want to, you know, skimp on certain things, right? Like you have to, it's a fine line. And sometimes people make really stupid decisions. Um, and, uh, of, and, and the stupid decisions are going too far in the collect the gold dust, right? So this doesn't also mean be uh, cheap or uh, don't reward your employees or anything like that. This is just basic business decisions in your everyday environment. If you can do something yourself, why pay a contractor to do it if it's only going to take you an hour or two at a time, right? And we do that a lot with like our gym equipment. We could ship it off to be refurbished, but when there's downtime in the warehouse, why not use our staff who is talented enough to do it, collect the gold dust, right? We don't have to pay somebody to do that. So for the most part, that's what it means. And you just got to be careful not to overcorrect, right? Like sometimes somebody will come in and be like, oh, I'm just collecting the gold dust. I was like, no, that's just a stupid decision, right? Like let's spend the money and let's be professional about it, right? Like it's not to skimp on things that are important, uh, including your people. But that's the idea behind collect the gold dust. Um, And I think because we are one of those brands that have been around for a long time, right? There was there was a period of time where we didn't have a choice. We had to collect the gold dust, right? Like that's just what, excuse me, what you needed to do to survive um, and to grow. So I'd like to hear from you guys. Um, You know, when we sat down in a room and kind of put all these together, um, you guys all had input and, you know, the collect the gold dust saying, I think Carl, that was, that's a, your that's a Carlism, isn't it? Um, so I'd like to know where you got that original saying from, and let's talk about this a little bit. Yeah. I think before you dive in, I think every time we, we do one of these series, we break down one of the core values. Let's talk about its origin, right? Like where did it come from? Why it's, it's so important to who we are to then pass on to our company and where we put it in, in this table, right? right? So what is the true, or you've always been kind of a collect the gold dust guy, like you, uh, you're really good with finances and money. And then you came up with the saying. So what What was the origin? And was there... Well, it's funny because... Was Carl, there actions that led to... I mean, we have examples that, you know, being the the three longest, I guess, part of the, the team and company. Um, <laughs> but like we have our own all stories. And, and other people <laughs> definitely have their own stories that are, you know, collect the gold dust, probably failures, which are lessons learned. Um, but I guess I, let's talk about the origin. Well, I think that's... That's probably part of Carl's story in Collect the Gold Dust because there was a period of time where you did not collect the gold dust yeah. and so, you learned the hard way. So where did it come from for me specifically was was um, uh, Kirk Trader. When I worked at One Life Fitness, we were opening up um, the preview center. And the preview center was like 20,000 square feet. And I just naturally took to cleaning the place. And so I remember went, went up to him and I said, hey, you know, I've got these 50-foot cords um, I'd really like to get, you know, a hundred to, to maybe even bigger. So I, I don't have to go to every wall socket, you know, to, to vacuum this 20,000 square foot it's open floor plan, cement floors. It was an old, um, plant store. So there's no racks. It's just wide open space. And so like, you're literally just 
wasting all this time trying to <laughs> vacuum the place. And I said, hey, can I go and spend this money? And he was like, if it was your money, would you spend it? And I said, yes, because it allows me to save time. And he goes, okay, well, there's your answer. Um, you know, so he said, that's called collect the gold dust, you know, spending the money wisely, but also acting as though it's your money. It's not, you know, you know, we, and of course we, we, we joke around and be like, oh, it's company money, company money, company yeah. money, flamethrower, company money. Yeah. You know, so that's really where, where that saying came from. But ultimately it was in my upbringing, you know, and when a toy broke, uh, my dad would fix the toy. It wasn't just, Hey, we'll, we'll just go get a new one. You know, I wasn't dirt poor, but you know, it wasn't just like, hey, we'll just go buy a whole bunch and a whole bunch, a whole bunch, you know. So I would have toys and I I had to take care of them because if they broke, then I couldn't play with a toy, you know. So that just naturally went into to how I am with my own personal and material things is that you take care of them so that they last a long time. And so you're spending the money once versus over and over and over again. So. You know, it's really funny. Whenever you bring up One Life, I feel like we need a button that's like Will Smith. <laughs> get, <laughs> what? get your name out my mouth. Oh, <laughs> Every, so, time, every time you say one life, I'm like, oh man, yeah, we're gonna out. get we're gonna Dude. get a text message or an email or that something. That was like a year. Like that was not too long ago, right? Yeah, that was just like yeah, cool. Chris Rock thing. Yeah. Oh, Will Smith. Yeah, Will Smith. Yeah, and Chris, Chris Rock. Rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That was about I was just trying to figure out get, <laughs> get my my wife's name. name out, yo. <laughs> yeah, whatever. So you know, it's that that in itself. Okay, if anybody's listening from One Life, obviously is a great story that you would want to hear and you'd want to you want know, to uh, perpetually te teach your staff, especially when you have 130 employees. And if if you have 130 employees that don't understand collect the gold dust, you're wasting a lot of freaking money. Yes. Um, well, it, I think for us, it's also just just like you know, you have to inspect the the little things and like so like that's why. Yeah, I mean, uh, somebody's in the books and is doing the books now, but like I will look at every single at the end of every month. Uh, once Thais fin finishes the books, um, you're going to have to edit this out. So I'm going to stop this right here. So that part where I said once Thais finishes the books, I'll, I'm going to just click over because she's technically not supposed to be working right now. So I'm just going to just say once. <laughs> All right, so we're going to go back. Cody, uh, fix that. Take that out. So, so once we finish the books um, for the month, um, I review every single transaction that's in there. I mean, like that's every Amex. How many? You, well, you you have a, one of every credit card, so you know how many we have. So it's a transaction on everything, um, just to make sure that like things look right. Like how many times do we get emails when we're looking at all the utilities across every single store at the end of the month, and we'll be like, well, you know, our cable bill just went up from one hundred fifty dollars a month to two hundred fifty dollars a month at one of our locations. Now that's a hundred dollars. You know. Uh, you know, across like an eight figure enterprise. So it's just like, you don't think about that, but all of those little things add up to a point where like, you're probably wasting enough money in a month to hire somebody else, right. To help growth or open another store sooner. Right. So I think it's important to, to look at those things and it's, and, or at least have somebody spend the time to look at those. Somebody needs to be inspecting the little things, yeah. no matter how big you are, right? Like there should be some level of control there. Yeah. Um, and if you don't do that, you really miss that. There's a lot of fat, right? Like I am not driven by the top line. I mean, that's cool. And that's a, that's a kind of like a goal setting number, but I'm more driven by the bottom line because that shows how well you're actually operating a business, right? Like we could pump a ton of money, way more money into these businesses. And I could drive that, that bottom line down to zero and our top line would go through the roof, but that's just not how I operate. Cause I think one of the reasons is I, 
I don't have a plan. I don't have like an exit strategy here where I need to grow my top line to create the value of the company to sell it. But um, yeah, so like that's, yeah. it's an important thing you need to inspect. So just this, this past weekend, um, walked into one of our stores. And so, so this would come at you as like a business owner. Um, you know, payroll is a, is a huge source of bleeding that can happen in your business um, where individuals think that they're doing right, but ultimately um, it just, it is it's just bleeding it out. And so um, if you're doing demos inside of a gym and you're there at two o'clock in the afternoon, you know, Hey, they're there, they showed up, they talked to people, but that's not a prime time. So that use of company money is better used in a prime time aspect. And so by you just saying, hey, we need to do demos, and then you give no guidelines, but then at the same time, you do not inspect those aspects. You just had this slow bleeding of your store. So I walked into one of the stores, and the temperature wasn't right. And so I just walked over to the thermostat, and lo and behold, the, the timing on it is wrong. Uh, the day is wrong. And, and because we have different hours of operation, where we close two hours early on a certain day, um, that messes up the, uh, uh, the amount of time that the HVAC system is working. The temperatures were wrong, messes up. So all those little things, especially right now. Yeah, so we program all our eight, our, we take that out of the, their hands really, right? Like we should, right? Like, yeah. so like, this is our standard. These are the temperatures that should be in there so that people aren't blasting the AC for no reason. Correct. You know, yeah. and so it's like some of these things are going to be common sense to some of you, but others aren't. I get people who ask me, how do I cook my chicken? Right. You know, so you have to learn. <laughs> Uh, uh, at some point, someone has to teach you these things, but those are things that if you do not inspect what you expect, um, then you will have the slow bleeding of your money, uh, in this case for business. You know, I almost feel like, oh, inspect. So this is just an aside. I almost feel like inspect what you expect needs to become a core value. I feel like, I mean, we, we talk about that a lot and we always kick ourselves more at the senior management level when something happens is because we got lazy, you know, unintentionally, or I shouldn't say lazy, but we just got busy where we're like, ah, that's being taken care of and we'll just let it go. Um, but, and then we always kick ourselves because we, we set the expectation we, that there is a standard SOP around it, but it's just not getting done. So it falls on us for not inspecting that. I could be lucky number 13. I don't know. Just, just, just saying. Or maybe you could wrap that into everything you else. Can, uh, yeah, like that's what the hard part is. Yeah. Like you can wrap that into be disciplined. Yeah. But yeah. It's but a it's, part it, of but being. you could wrap anything in anything, right? Like, well, then we'll, we got to make sure to talk about that when we do the be disciplined. I guess we almost did the be disciplined podcast, but not specifically on the core yeah. value. Yeah. So another aspect uh, of inspect what you expect um, is to uh, good to great red flag systems. So again, I highly recommend every single one of you read the book, Good to Great. Man, um, we need like a sponsorship by Jim Collins or no, something. Right? Like, yeah. What's that going to look like? We need him free to books? come in here and like, yeah, free books. Uh, sure. Maybe a seminar. Collect like the know? gold dust. It's better than paying for it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, so, so if you do not have systems in place that show you these, these red flags that go off, in this case, collecting the gold dust, you're never going to be aware of it until probably it's too late and thousands and thousands of dollars have been wasted down the, the, the drain. Um, so the, the P and L, you know, is, is, is a, a form of, of red flags. Um, we do store reviews, uh, and the thermostat is one of the things that's checked every 90 days, but Hey, if 90 days goes by before you, uh, identify the red flag, then that's 90 days of wasted money. So, so I have a good example of that. And this is one that like, I, I didn't, I didn't catch. 
and it would have been really niche because I review a P&L and then dive into the, the, the little the transactions in there, but I don't review a balance sheet on a, on like a monthly level. Right. So, I mean, we look at inventory numbers, which is a big portion of the balance sheet. But one of the things, one of our stores actually had a loan on it, like when we originally mm-hmm. opened and it got paused because all the banking system basically uh, paused any loans that were out there. It paused it during COVID. Well, I didn't realize until two years later, it was supposed to automatically just kind of turn back on. It paused it to be interest only. So you're not paying principal. So it's not just draining your bank account when the ton of money wasn't coming back in. So it paused it. But then two years later when I'm thinking, oh, yeah, like I was, you know, I, was, I, I should have seen the warning sign. I was like, man, there's a lot of cash in this business, right? Like I'm like, cool. So like we'll move it here. We'll open another store, right? Like, but really it was state interest only for two years where we weren't paying off the principal, which just drives me crazy. And that's why at this point in time, we don't have any loans on any of the stores because I was just like, screw it. It's not even worth it. Um, cause I hate owing people money, but that's a whole other conversation. Um, so we basically that one loan, basically no principal got paid off for two years when that would have been a significant amount of principal. Um, and I was just like, well, what the heck And the bank, you know, what is the bank going to do? It was their mistake, but like, what, what can they do? Right. They're just going, nope, we've got to, you know, we're going to refinance it at this. And then they refinance it and it's 3%, 2% higher or something like that. Right. So it sucked all the way around, but that was something that we should have, I should have caught. But I mean, that's really in the weeds. Like you got to be really in the weeds, especially with everything we have going on to catch something like that. But that just shows you the importance of actually knowing what is going on Uh, or at least having somebody, right? Like a lot of other organizations would probably have a chief financial, financial officer to do that. Right. We don't have that. That's me. <laughs> but I don't want to pay somebody $150,000 a year to sit there and look at those numbers when I can do it and I can take, you know, an hour or two every month to do it. In collecting the gold dust, so like personally, like, you know, you might uh, operate a, off of a budget, right? And like, so maybe I'm going back to a budget because I realize I'm not collecting the gold dust because I am going to Starbucks multiple times a week and over a year's time, I'm spending hundreds and hundreds of dollars in that when I could have just made my own coffee. Do you have a budget in mind and expenses per month? Cause we haven't, I, we haven't really discussed uh, on that. for which, for which entity generally. Yes. Yeah. I but mean, like I'm for, thinking core nutritional. So right? for so core, like it's, you got, core, it's a lot higher. And so I will look at individual things. There's a lot of fluctuations in the way we like handle and write off uh, uh, promotional items or, or um, uh, what am I trying to say, like clothing stuff or sample packets where how we handle it is like we don't hold those as inventory. We write them off as a marketing expense right off the rip. And then if we do sell them, then it's 100% profit coming in. So it's just a little bit of a different way of doing it. So sometimes you can have a big expense, like you might have bought $50,000 worth of clothes that month, right? So it's a huge expense that is not a standard expense. Um, so, but generally I will look at, um, you know, like how much is, I look at trends. Usually when I'm doing this, I have a P and L open by month, right through time. So I can see that, oh, well, you know, we spent this much last month on payroll, but this month is this. So what is the variable there? It's either bonuses or commissions or way more warehouse time than should have been in there. So I know how many warehouse hours generally there are. You know, I know generally what uh, utilities are going to be, what our marketing expenses, what our social media expenses are. So, yeah, but that's more of a, 
I, I expect in, inspect in it general. afterwards, and if I'm okay with it, then I let it go, right? Like I see we're fine, but like if it's something needs to be addressed, I'll address it. Got it. Yeah. So I mean, and that's the thing. It's just like sometimes it's like when you become it's that middle route. Like when you and this can be in a business or personally. Like you were probably in a situation where. Um, you know, with you and Sam that like, you're doing pretty good. You got your house, you know, you feel pretty good about it. You got nice cars. And then next thing you know, it becomes easier to just go to buy a Starbucks because it, it yeah. you're not going to really notice it, but like that stuff adds up through time. Like, so even, you know, so I even do that type of thing, you know, where I'm conscious of it, you know, for the most part, like, you know, if we go, I mean, Steph and I go out to eat quite, you know, we'll, we'll go out to eat and not ever have to worry about going out to eat but we'll make an effort like hey we went out twice this week or something like maybe sunday if you know instead of like let's just stay at home and yeah. do something right like so just not that we couldn't but it's just like it's well it's like it's excessive you, it's like you just for the whatever that time time passing you you drifted further away from your core value yeah so like collect the gold dust is most of these core values I think we could instill in our own personal lives, right? Yeah. Like that's kind of we have we kind of operate as a family here totally. anyway, right? So um, it by just doing okay, just spend it, figure it out. You know, we figure it out. We're always good, but you feel like you're playing defense, right? You're not playing offense, and so uh, you dr I, we drifted away from collecting the gold dust. And now, like, if you have it on a budget and you really, I'm, I'm gonna allocate, I don't know, $150 a month towards restaurants, right? So you, maybe you can go on one big, nice restaurant or you break it down into two or three. But, you know, you, once you do it and then you're close to that $150, you see, you see it and then you're just like, oh, well, we're done for the, for the month, you know? Um, and I think that's just, we were just, dr just drifting for. Yeah, I mean, Steph, she's really good because she, Sometimes she'll take it, to, like, she, she, I mean, she loves coupons and all that stuff, which are great. Like, I, I love that she's frugal, right? But sometimes, you know, it's kind of like, like, listen, well, well, first of all, I'm not a plumber. Like, I'm not a plumber. I could sit there and fiddle with that freaking flapper for four hours, and I get in there, you know, and next thing you know, water's flying everywhere. I was like, let's just pay somebody 80 bucks to change the flapper, right? It's one of those things, like, so it's, I need to also be the part where you can sw go too far is then it's just like, I really want to save that money. But next thing you know, you waste an entire day and you also need to take into account the time value of your money, right? Not necessarily like you could, even though you could be earning it, but what is it with you to have four hour extra hours to be with your kids? Like you, would you pay 80 bucks for that? Sure. Right. Like, so it's like you, you want to be careful going too far one way because then really there, you need to take into account the time value of money. Um, and that's just one thing that can sway too far. But I've seen a lot of people, and it's just like, you know, silly stuff. Like we say, it's just like they run they run low on these water bottles in our store, which we, you know, go through a lot in our store. But like, the right thing to do is go to Costco and get them for twelve cents a piece. Right, take the time to do that and stock up, as opposed to going to, I, I don't know, another store, a giant where you're going to pay three times that or per a convenience bottle. store or a convenience store which happens actually more than it should right i need to get water right and so it's just like making the the, the smart decisions consistently is how you end up collecting the gold dust so most people that i know change gears a little bit here uh most people that i know that have been successful in business are successful in their personal life in those areas of business 
So if you're not good with money in your personal, I don't, I don't know anybody personally who has a successful business. And what I would say is successful is some, a business that has actually maintained success over time, such as what's described in good to great, right? Not a blip. Cause I've known businesses that blip and then, you know, like, who are you? So how the mighty fall, right? So, so like time management, like if you don't have good personal time management, I would say if you're in business or you are aspiring to be in business, you're going to, you're going to fail because the demand of your time gets to be that much greater while the personal uh, demand of time does not change. Well, well that's what, that's when you need to recognize that not everyone is an entrepreneur that can run an organization. You can be an entrepreneur and have great ideas or, or be a creative or have like an inventor or something like that. But that's when you need to realize you need to bring on other people and partners that have those skills that you do not have. Yeah. Right. That's when that is key. And so, so because that can go into a huge variety of things, which I was kind of talking about earlier before we got on here, like hustle and blah, blah, blah. So if I stick with just, uh, collect the gold dust mentality core value for those that are aspiring to have a business, uh, to grow within a business, um, or are currently running a business, if you cannot wrap your head around collect the gold dust, then chances are your startup is never going to happen. Your, uh, rise in the company would never happen or the success of your business is never going to happen. So it's, it is a huge part of our core values for all those reasons. Um, and you know, going back to, uh, the, the, the stores and, and, you know, it's really fun dealing with the young ones in our company because their, uh, um, their vices or their, their kryptonite for money is kind of maybe different than what mine were, but nonetheless, those, those vices were still there when I was younger. And so I have this conversation the other day and the kid door dashed food. I said, how much did Dod you Dodger, don't listen to this. How much yeah. did you just Dodger, 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 Dodger needs a Dodger, you need an intervention, you know, <laughs> and, and he told me the price of what he paid. And I said, all right, well, how much do you make per hour? And I said, you realize you just worked two hours to pay for that meal, you know? And I said, do you have that financial stability to waste money that way? Because if you did, chances are you wouldn't be working for me in this position, you know? And we've had so many conversations with managers who come and go that, hey, I don't make enough money and blah, blah, blah. And it's because I learned from my own, again, I'm, a, I'm an individual who lost everything, filed bankruptcy. Uh, I understand what it means to lose your house, lose your, 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 your car, uh, uh, again, you know, lose everything. So, um, and if you don't, if you don't live within your means, then you are welcoming your own sadness and madness. It's your fault. Right. And so when you are door dashing food, I'm going to say 99 out of hundred times, you're an idiot. <laughs> you're, you're an absolute idiot. You have not afforded that luxury. Some people can, right. I don't know what Dodge makes. Right. Uh, but I can sit there and say for my employees who I know what they make, I can look at you and I can say a hundred percent of the time. Listen, I know like, like I just don't even door dash cause it drives me crazy to pay it like a delivery. Fee. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I well, get it. That's collect like, the gold dust to me. Yeah. And yeah some right? of it is like principle of things to me. Yeah. yeah like like I, I don't understand. If, how I, people if I have the ability to go one, one in your scenario, prepare food. Mm -hmm. Right. So like that, there's multiple levels of uh, addressing right there, right? Like there's discipline, right? Like there's lack of discipline uh, to be ready. So you're about to work a shift. Um, you're going to be in a, in a store. 
where <laughs> you're the only person in the store, it's, hard, it's difficult to go to the bathroom, you know, when you're on your, on your own. But, but you definitely don't have time to make food, so I need to be prepared and make my food for the day. Um, so that needs to be addressed. But then, like, the principle of door dashing, like, I've seen in Dodger, I'm calling you out, like, convenience store door dashes, you know, or, like, Target door dashes. For I'll be honest like, with you, though. Sometimes it is really nice. Oh, I'm not. I, I'm not. I'm <laughs> Even not, though I don't like the, doing it. It's the principle of it. Though, I get that, it. I get that, it. That, like, I, yeah. The convenience factor is is great, right? Um, but the principle of it. like I, I think he door dashed. I like it when he does it for us. He definitely <laughs> yeah. did. Yeah. I don't like, I, I, but I wouldn't do it myself. Like I would just. Well, go in fairness on that one, Dodger was supposed to go to Target and get Target. Uh, and get uh, yeah. Cards Against Humanity, but he forgot, so he was like, oh, no problem. I'll yeah. just door dash it. Door dash it. You know, going back to, to the, the point of what that was is that, one, you're killing two core values right there. Is one is collect the gold dust, and the other is be disciplined. You're yep. in that situation because you weren't disciplined to begin with. Yep. You know, and ultimately, you're, you're, you're setting yourself up for bankruptcy. You're setting yourself up for living for paycheck to paycheck. You're, le- you're setting yourself up for living on credit card debt. Um, you know, one of these days, uh, you know, when I was younger, I said, you know, F it. I'm going to spend all my money now. I don't know when I'm going to die. Like, that was my true mentality. Like, I was just, I'm a rebel, you know. I just, paycheck <laughs> to paycheck, you know. Sometimes it's like, I, I don't love have gangster, the money, Carl. You know, and it's like, well, cool. One of these days, you're going to be my age. One of these days, you're going to want certain things in life that require credit, that require some capital, um, that require the mindset to grow something. And that is cultivated uh, through core values, such as collect the gold dust, you know. Um, so inspect what you expect. Uh, I created spreadsheets for my financial expenditures. I, I regulated every penny in and out of my checking account. And then I also regulated transactions What Pat talked about, like, hey, I'm allocating $150 a month to this. And so that's the other piece of, uh, of magic with that. And I hope everybody really takes but doing that at a, at a young age is important. And it is, that, how to do is it. that not only do you give yourself the expectation of 150, it's you inspect the 150. You know, yeah. so well, I'm going to eat 300 grams of macros today is my expectation. But what am I doing to expect that macro intake? Right. You know, so making sure that you guys inspect what you expect. I did it through spreadsheets. We didn't have apps. Now there's apps, whatever you're going to do. But if you do not inspect what you expect, then you're always going to be full of hope. Well, and the uh, cool part about that is you're playing offense. Right. So like if you're going through, all right, here's all my here's my income. And then I got all these expenses. Right. And I, I'm trying to spend every dollar and that's fine that's savings and everything right and so if you have 150 dollars allocated to restaurants and you know in a busy life you might not have gone to you get to the end of the month and we haven't gone out hey we have we we already spent 150 dollars because we budgeted for it let's we got to go to the restaurant or if like you gave yourself 100 dollars to clothing I get to go spend, I get to go to the store and spend a hundred dollars on myself and buy some clothes. Cause I, I budgeted for it. Right. You know, we, we should, we should have Darren on here and talk about like what we had him talk about. So Darren is a financial advisor of ours. And, uh, he came in and talked to the management group about, uh, the concept of like paying yourself first. Right. And what that actually means and how to save it. So I think that's a great topic for financial literacy that a lot of people don't have. I think a lot of people's minds were blown on that about pay yourself first type of thing. And I think the great thing of what we've done here is like, so you have to collect the goal, collect the gold dust mentality. Um, and then we, we instill like you, I mean, we have access to Darren. Um, and then you've worked with your team, us on, on these spreadsheets. And so it creates a culture in your workplace of better financial responsibility, like across the board. 
um, like by investing, you know, that time into the employees. Like I want to make you financially responsible and stronger personally. And then it in return that comes into the, the workplace as well. Yeah. You know, you talked about your spreadsheet. So I still to this day have it for personal expenditures. So I have a spreadsheet that I started when I, man, it's a single Excel file and it goes back to transactions from two, I think 99. So we're talking 24 years. I'd like to do a podcast on a, on things that you don't have spreadsheets for. I think it'd that's be a short, it'd be a short list. It'd be a short like podcast. You, besides, so like even, even my training, I have a training spreadsheet that is from probably the same time period where every day is a row and it talks about like supplement stacks and train what I train that day. And now at this point in time, I, I will do it in my phone just because it's easy. I don't want to. And then maybe like once every couple months, I'll just dump it into the Excel spreadsheet. Just at this point, like I don't need to do it, but it's kind of like it's my OCD thing. Right. It's just like I can go back and see. I can and I don't I don't I literally don't weigh myself anymore. I haven't for like three years. But like I, I you know, track everything like the weights and everything through time. And like, if I got injured, like what the injury was, what am I doing to see it? Like when I got a deep tissue massage, just to see, so I can kind of go back and say, oh, you know what? I got hurt on this and this is what I did after that. And by this time I felt better, yeah. you know, type of thing. It's really weird. That's my OCD. That's totally yeah. OCD. And this is why he is natural, in my opinion. Like another, like everybody wants, oh, it's just drugs. It's like, no, he has a spreadsheet. For everything. He's <laughs> it's a spreadsheet, it's like, not it's a drug. So Patrick, when you first started working Arlington, and uh, let's talk about printer paper. All right. So one of my first experiences with Collect the Gold Dust with Doug Miller was Arlington Nutrition Corner 2015, probably like a couple weeks in, uh, maybe a month or so. And um, I was running the Corner Nutritionals website fulfillment from uh, the Arlington Nutrition Corner. Some real company stuff Some there. fun stuff. Some good days. I was not uh, prepared for that, by the way. I show up first day. Oh, yeah, you're going uh, to fulfill the orders from cornernutritionals.com. Oh, sweet. All right. So um, that required me to, to have uh, uh, a label printer. So I had a Zebra label printer that would make my labels for USPS. So I get a, a sales call one day, and I think my mind was on printer label Zebra printer paper because I was out of – I was running out, and I needed them. Um, and the convenience of a sales call got me excited because I my hours were – in the store, 72 hours a week. Didn't have a lot of time outside to go shopping for the zebra paper. So I got the sales call, sweet. So turns out the sales call was for receipt paper. And it was a box of probably like a couple hundred rolls, 200 rolls of receipt paper. I think a total was like $64, something like that. In the but there was multiple, because it wasn't of that, because then I think you ordered receipt paper too at the same, because you needed it. You didn't think it was the same thing. So there was Either multiple that, orders. Or came in. we just got it not we too did. long it was ago. In and so it was double, like, I, there was double receipt. There was several years worth of receipt paper. <laughs> years. Because of this, this. Do you remember that stash that we had yeah. in Arlington? Yeah. So yeah. we had receipt paper that we opened uh, the next four stores. We just yeah. passed it on. Like, no, we don't need we no receipt paper. We transferred it. <laughs> so um, I remember distinctly, Doug comes in. I'm like, hey, so Doug, like, I. I thought this was zebra printer paper but it's receipt paper and now we have three boxes of we have a thousand rolls of receipt paper and doug just goes patrick this is how small businesses fail the funny and, thing is because i don't remember being so but i can you totally might not see have my, been that way but I the totally way i was receiving it was yeah. like this dude i just i 
I'm getting fired. I'm going to burn Arlington Nutrition <laughs> Corner down because I bought too many receipt paper <laughs> rolls. And so, like, that like that stuck with me. There's a couple things that, like, in 2015, when I was working very close with Doug at the Arlington Nutrition Corner, where things stuck with me, and that was definitely one of them. Where, like, <laughs> this dude is serious about collecting some gold dust here, and a $65 overspend on receipt printer paper is <laughs> going to burn the company down. I better... Uh, collect some gold dust here so that was uh that was that story yeah i love that story because i don't even remember doing it but i so could see myself at the time doing it yeah yeah, yeah. like i couldn't see you doing that today like no and, and like i said i don't i don't know how I, i'd love to go back on a tape and find like because that, most of the like things today how intense was that actually yeah i mean we could because now we could push it to other stores like we probably do that quite a bit and make certain and now we collect the gold dust by emailing all receipts Oh, that's right. Yeah, we don't even do that. I think we even collect the gold dust. We don't even have scanners in the store anymore. Correct. They just type in the name of the product when it comes up. And it just comes up. So every time I go in there, I'm like, here, scan it. They're like, Carl took away our scanners. (laughs) (laughs) Inventory control. Why did we take away the scanners? Because sometimes they'll make the beep sound, but they're not always reading a barcode. And if you're just going through it, you can uh, miss, you can not scan something and then put it into the bag and they walk out and your inventory is all jacked. Ah, see, you know, so, dust. so you like type it. it in and you look at the screen, you know, yeah. uh, you know what? It, it also forces s- you to look at the screen. And when it also slows down. It also slows down the transaction, I which like is that. actually you know, a good, there's, there's, there's yeah. Many good things for that. You know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, guys. So that is collect the gold dust. Do you guys have anything else you want to add? I think with, I think we gave a clear picture of the intent of this, um, this important core value of ours. Yeah. From a, from a personal standpoint, Collect the gold dust is setting your future self up for success, but it's also setting you up right now. The majority of young people that I talk to, and, and again, I was this person. I remember, I remember like being on my knees crying in the middle of my kitchen at night after I put Carl to bed, figuring out how I'm going to make ends meet. Like it was so stressful living paycheck to paycheck. If you've never been there, it sucks, you know. Uh, and a lot of that can be avoided if you just learn to live within your means and inspect what you expect and have a goal for your money and realizing I, I had one, you know, 22 year old is like, I should be out doing 22 year old things, you know? And it's just like, <laughs> what's that mean? What does that mean? I talk about entitled. Holy crap. Right. Are they you still know, working for us? No. Okay. Uh, good. But, but can we say a name on here? I could say whatever name. Beep. You want. <laughs> Who was it? Who was it? We'll beep it out. Who was it? <laughs> it was Jason. Oh, well, that dude's a dick. <laughs> guy is the biggest yeah he's gonna he's gonna oh man he's gotta come but it'll be great (laughs) it'll be great to speak to that person in 10 years from now right like like did you really learn you know and so overall it's like you live what you have earned and that's the that's that's it you live what you have learned uh, what you have earned and so you can be pissed off that someone has this or that, but at the same time, you just need to look in the mirror and realize that, hey, that's not yours. You haven't earned it. You haven't worked for it. Um, it's not about deserving it or I, uh, I, I'm entitled to this or, you know, you owe me this. Uh, and if you don't manage your money, I don't, you know, politics, money, and religion should be talked about every day at the dinner table, right? And those are the taboo things being raised like oh we don't ever talk about this stuff and it's like well how many young people actually know how to grow their money and it starts with something so simple as inspect what you expect collect the gold dust if 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 you don't have that means you can wear all the jordans you want but you ain't balling yeah and bringing that into the workplace bring that mentality into the workplace yeah right like 
That's you, key. You, That's key. Where, where, you know, like if you're like on traveling on the road, like are you are you renting like the the highest end car car rental, or are you you know are you staying at? I the think high another thing is that what we try to do is one well for two reasons. One is because it's team building, but the Airbnb situation sometimes it's significantly cheaper to get an Airbnb with multiple bedrooms than it is to get a hotel. For sure. And we always try to do that, but I think there's spillover spillover benefits for the culture there as well. Yeah, and if it's a bad Airbnb, it's a good memory, and we talk about it. We do talk about it. There's a lot of bad Airbnbs. There's a lot of bad Airbnbs out there. Dodgers getting better at booking, though. Yeah, they're a good time. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, There's always a story behind them. All right, guys, we appreciate you. We will go through one of these other core values next. I don't know which one. I feel like we just roll right into We should have a little hat and just... Pull them out. You, how about I get a bag with all the coins and I'll... Ooh, good. Let's do it. Let's do it. That's what we're doing next time. Guys, till next time, keep crushing it.